Molly Morris isn't like most teenage girls. I'm going in. She's a private investigator. Hey, what the? It's a bloody three. But when the FBI needs an undercover agent. Chief Witness goes to college and we want you to keep an eye on her. She's the only one for the job. Don't you have somebody at the bureau that can do that? They're pretty beefy and they got mustaches. And that's just the women. So what's this look we're rocking? Hobo chic? It's like a sad animal attempted suicide on her head. You both know I'm sitting right here. Oh my God. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm so undercover. Now, if she can talk the talk. I'm Brookstone Bridge. Nice to meet you. If she can walk the walk. You don't go to school here, do you? Of course I do. Why would you think that I don't? I'm in my late teens. I'm walking on campus. I got a prestigious name and a sparkly cell phone. She just might get next to her. Get a clue. Alex, you don't remember me? I don't. I was in Cabin Vine. Ate a lot of bugs. You went to Camp Waka Waka? Can you believe what happened to Shelly Simon? I know, isn't it fantastic? She lost her arm. What she's doing with the other arm? She's just so strong. Wait, 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 wait. When the case heats up. You sleep with a gun? It's not real. It's not? Of course not. <laughs> I'm gonna bust a cat in your ass. It's bust a cap in your ass. That's weird. And putting a cat in your ass isn't weird at all. So does the action. This is Deviant. Miley Cyrus is. Can I interest you in a dip in the pool over there? I promise you a lot of fun. Not really here to have fun. So undercover. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damey Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamey.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamey. We're also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hopefully everyone out there is enjoying their wonderful photos of Baby Nut this evening um, as we do this podcast. There's got to be a better better name for Baby Nut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So One of my friends asked me if they think Baby Nut fucks. <laughs> oh, Baby Nut definitely fucks. <laughs> All that's, right. I that's think... a good uh, Twitter poll. <laughs> this podcast right here. The, and that is the end of They Call This a Movie. <laughs> Sir, this is what happens when you nix my Fast and Furious bit. No, Mark. You get baby nut. There's no, there's no good way to say that. We don't so need we your leftovers. <laughs> we don't need your leftovers, okay? You make the joke on <laughs> the Game Vault podcast. You can't, you can't make the same joke on this, okay? Well, we just, we, we did a Game Vault podcast shout out. Does Mark ever give? They called this a movie a shout out. No, he gives the Giant Bomb mm. podcast a shout out though. Oh wow, I see how it is. Yep. Doesn't know where his bread's buttered. He doesn't. Sure. He really Join us doesn't. next week when it's two man operation. And Mark is in there. <laughs> but I'm back this week. Thank God. And thank God because this is a nice episode. This is episode 69. Oh, nice. We've made it, folks. I see what you did there, man. You did this it's, on purpose. It just happened to work out that way. But I am back, and you guys held down the fort. Nothing caught fire for your episode on Killers, which I was more than happy to skip. I've never yeah. seen it, but I just seemed, seemed very boring to me. But this week, we reconvened for the other movie that tied our final poll of January, and we watched 2012's Miley Cyrus Vehicle, known as So Undercover. So, gentlemen, where are you coming from with Miley Cyrus and So Undercover? 
Oh, where am I coming from with Miley Cyrus? That's a very loaded question. She, obviously, we all know her as Hannah Montana. You know, everyone loved her. And then she just went bonkers for a while. I don't know if she's recovered from being bonkers. I think I, more or less, she's, you know, she got that out of her system and now she's back to something. Being, being, being a little somewhat normal. Yeah. Listen, man, she had, like Anthony was saying, she had some bangers, man. Yep. She did. I'm not afraid to admit that. Party in the USA fucking rocks. Did they, did they slap? I, I, one of them might. <laughs> sure. Look, I, I mean, the entire album Bangers is a bang is a is an album full of bangers. I couldn't tell you what's on that. Is that a Wrecking Ball? It's a Wrecking Ball. We can't stop. Oh, that's a good song. I like that song. We can't stop. Yeah. Was that the one when she's in the the Jordan jersey? I don't know. I don't know if I ever saw saw the the video i've seen that but i've never like maybe i'll mute i've seen it <laughs> i mean th- th- i mean there's a there's a there's a lot of good songs man i i like i'm not afraid to say it. I, I like miley cyrus music sometimes we are we are some smi- we are smilers for, this episode. <laughs> for, for now yeah for this episode <laughs> until uh, we do a taylor swift episode and then we're and then we're swifties swifties okay i didn't know what the yeah. terminology was I'm kind of proud that I don't know that. As a 33-year-old man, I shouldn't know what a, a fan of Taylor Swift is known as. But uh, this movie, I'd never heard of it. I was angry that you chose it. <laughs> because I, I kind of felt like it was just like a joke. Like, you knew that you weren't going to be around. So you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do this to fuck with these guys. And like you you didn't really care for us. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think that was secret. No, there may I... have been literally two or three tweets saying that exact thing. <laughs> I do remember you saying you were going to punish us, but I really felt that this was more of a like I thought our like maybe we thought we were your friends. It's like one of those things where it's like I don't like you and you don't like me. Well, I like you. All right. Well, you you like me, but I don't like you, kind of thing. So okay. The yeah. Simpsons reference. The Simpsons reference. Yeah, Got yeah. it out of the way quick. We didn't do one last week, so I. Had... Oh, you assholes. Yeah, we we. Uh... Choo <laughs> He doesn't. He didn't choo choo choose us because he chose cho cho chose this movie. <laughs> and we got there. Yes. Uh, I will say I 100% picked the Miley Cyrus vehicle because I wasn't going to be in yeah. last week. However, you did it on purpose. I I could have picked so many other worse movies for you guys, to be yeah. honest with you. I what really came down to is anytime I was looking through Amazon Prime at like any of the movies that for upcoming episodes, this movie always kind of seemed to pop up towards the top of any of the categories. So it was like, you know what? I've never heard of this movie. So there's Miley Cyrus as a private investigator. Why the fuck not? <laughs> but I'll I'll tell you what. The worst part about it is not that Miley Cyrus is in it. It's that Jeremy Piven is in it. Jeremy Piven is much too close to nearly underage girls. <laughs> I just, I, I remember thinking, you know, he had Ari Gold, who is, you know, he's a legendary character from Entourage. And then I thought, like, man, this guy, he's going to make it big after this. Like, this is his, this is his break. He's going to go out after the show ends and he's going to kill it. And I saw the uh, the goods live live fast, sell hard. Yeah, and that movie <laughs> might be was... one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters. <laughs> that movie was a goddamn train wreck, <laughs> and he was responsible for it. 
He did was you, the conductor. Did, did we see that together? I think we saw that you, me, and John. Yeah, we saw. Uh, and I think it, it was definitely one of those movies where we walked away like trying to justify it. Yeah. Like, oh, that had funny parts, and like, no, he, like, and put his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> no, it didn't. It's okay. <laughs> Admit it. So you guys used to be like me. <laughs> With yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Mark, it, it was bad. Mark, Miley Cyrus, and so undercover. Yes. So this movie, I am surprised that I hadn't seen it before, to be 100% honest with you, because it would have been the type of movie I would have picked up being bored back when I still had Netflix. It may have never shown up on there, so that might have been why I never um, watched it. Yeah, this was definitely the point where, you know, in her career where it's like, okay, maybe maybe she can make the transition, you know, a little bit into, you know, she'll do the dumb romantic comedies and then maybe just get it out of her system and not act anymore or something. But that she decided to take the Christina Aguilera route and was just like, yeah, I'm just going to get sexy all of a sudden, you know, and start showing more skin than I've ever shown before just because I want to be edgy and mm-hmm. new. And while those songs are all amazing, just like Christina's dirty phase is, I'm ashamed that we didn't get to see if how many more bad movies like this she could have possibly made mm-hmm. in that lifetime. You she know? was in a movie called LOL, wasn't she, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would assume that was pretty bad. I think she was yeah. also in a Nicholas Sparks type movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you might be right. Yes, yeah, so like that maybe? was that was yeah that was like I would say right around before this. She also looked pre bangers in that <laughs> one, from what I remember. I I can never tell if you're if you're saying the songs are bangers or the album. It's no, the, the album, album's right? bangers with the- bangers. Okay. Was, we'll refer to it as bangers with a Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did she invent the word banger? She no. may have. Mayhaps. Okay. I have to ask. I have to ask some millennials. Uh, <laughs> I would ask the ones at work, but we <laughs> <laughs> here production company making it all about you, Ant. <laughs> but we'll move on from that. Uh... Yeah, essentially, yeah. All the people in this movie would have been if it would have popped up on Netflix back in 2012, 2013. I may have seen it back then. Never saw it before, and it's pretty much exactly the movie I thought it was going to be. So yeah, boring in the beginning. And then as the mystery and story, I'm doing air quotes since we don't do a video podcast, you know, started to unfold, it at least stopped me from checking how much time was left. Okay. Yeah. So I am a Miley Stan. Bangers with a Z is fire. It slaps and it's got a whole bunch of bangers in it. And (laughs) Party in the USA, I don't care who you are. If that song comes on, you sing that song. So Undercover is a less charming version of Miss Congeniality with a little bit of House Bunny thrown in. But Miley Cyrus doesn't have the acting chops of Sandra Bullock and nor Anna Faris. That's what So Undercover basically comes out up to. Um, it's not bad. It's competent. It's kind of boring. It just boringly exists. I will say that, you know, I didn't necessarily guess who the who the, the big bad at the end was. Maybe I wasn't yeah. really trying hard to. I was thinking it was somebody else. I thought it was Cotton the whole time. I thought it was going to be either Cotton or Kelly Osbourne. I thought it was going to be Cotton. So I was surprised when it wasn't because she was just too stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I I think I if this was the mo- the movie that won out right and you guys had to do this last week, I don't think you guys would have been in much trouble. No, uh, Killers was worse. Yes. This movie, So Undercover, is directed by Tom Vaughn. Scottish director known for Extraordinary Measures. That's that uh, one movie where Harrison Ford is already working around the clock. And he's also known for What Happens in Vegas. 
It stars Miley Cyrus, Jeremy Piven, who is uh, fulfilling some community service duties, Michael Malley, Josh Bowman, Lauren McKnight, Megan Park, Alec- Alexis Knapp, and Matthew Settle, Rufus himself from Gossip Girl. Girl, yep. <laughs> has an IMDb score of 5.0 and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 6. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's pretty justifiable. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah. A six percent. That's that's pretty low. Is no U.S. box office release, but did make two and a half million dollars worldwide. As we mentioned, this was released a year before the Bangers with a Z album. Soundtrack features a bunch of artists that sound like Miley but aren't Miley. They aren't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that might be the biggest surprise of this movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because I looked up the soundtrack thinking, oh, that uh, one way or another, that must be she must have done a cover of that for this movie. Nope. Wasn't I... her. I am shocked. A, I'm literally shocked right now. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. That could have been the, the precursor to Bangers. I really been... thought, like, that was the whole point of this movie, was to showcase her her singing chops. Nope. She does not sing at all in this movie. Unreal. She doesn't really act either, but... <laughs> that's. I mean, at least let her sing. She, yeah. She's an actual singer. Why wouldn't you do that? Right? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, even even the one part of the movie where she sings, she sings the softest out of anybody in the group. Yeah, those those scary cult meetings. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Kappa, that's Kappa Zeta. Uh, Barstool's wet dream right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like this whole movie is just like a big Barstool thing. It's just, they have the, uh, what do they call it on those those videos? They call it like the, the gateway to hell on yeah. all that stuff. Like, yeah, Barstool would have loved this movie. Yeah, the, the yeah. sorority initiation songs yep. and welcome yeah. songs and all that kind of bullshit. College yeah. girls in their bras. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, man. This portrayal of college is exactly what I thought college was going in and nothing like the experience <laughs> I had at the actual college I went to. Because you guys went to a real college. Yep. Yeah. I did. Honest to God, accredited. <laughs> University. <laughs> yeah. That a lot of shit comes out about the fraternities and sororities there. And I don't know about oh, you, yeah. Aunt. I both go, yeah. Uh, I, I see that happening. Yep. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've heard I've heard stories. A guy that I worked with was in a fraternity at your school. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they went. They did some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. And I thought that's what college was going to be like as well, but I didn't. I didn't study well enough and get good grades to go to a good college. So I I didn't get that type of lifestyle. Unfortunately, I missed out. Well, Mark really didn't study that much either, and he could attest to that. Yeah. It was 1.9. That was only one That was one semester. Is that for real? Yeah. No. What was it? Yeah. Was it a 1.9? Not not to air your dirty laundry on this podcast. But. I'm fine with it. How yeah, did you not get kicked out? The first semester of my freshman year, it was 1.6. And I got called into the guidance counselor's office with the basic, do you want to be here? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I will never look at Mark the same. Yeah, so essentially my college was, I was much better later on than I was that one year. In certain cases, I took advantage in having the same class as a roommate. But for the most part, once we broke off into our majors, you know, I had to figure it out on my own. (laughs) But um, so at the end, I got it back to respectable. But uh, yeah, that kind of kills it. So don't listen to those people to go, ah, don't worry about it until you get to your major. Yeah. Worry about it before you get to your picture. Mark's a bad boy. I, I didn't know this. I, this is a new side of Mark. 
Yeah, Mark was way too into, I just, I'll just work at the newspaper and do all that shit. I don't need any of this school stuff. You got it all figured out, Mark. Yep. Like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I took one day of algebra class and there, looked at it and realized that we never got to that in high school. And this was supposed <laughs> to be the refresher part of the course. Oh, man. And I was like, fuck this. And I, switched out. <laughs> and I switched out. We go teach. Yeah. See you later. I'm just trying him... to have a good time, Nark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you, you gave him the uh, the DX chop, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the crotch yeah, chop. It was the only class in all of the, uh, off college that I just looked first day, just looked up and saw what the teacher was writing on the board and was just like, nope. Um, I, I'm imagining that right now, Mark, <laughs> looking at this uh, the, the rubric or the syllabus and like, yeah, I don't I don't know this. He gets up, slams it down. <laughs> crotch chop i'm out it's more like the family guy when peter walks out of the theater they're like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna excuse me excuse Excuse me me. me. (laughs) man mark i don't know i respect you like you've jumped up man because i I always thought mark was always just like a goody two-shoes well this has nothing to do with goody two-shoes yeah like now i'm just picturing mark Going to sororities and partying with like Miley well, Cyrus, but <laughs> there were no sorority. There are no sorority houses on at Penn State campus. Yeah, no, because oh. it's 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 considered a boarding house. Oh, or not? No, I'm sorry, a whorehouse in the state of Pennsylvania. If you have more than a certain amount of girls living in one house. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh. uh so it was a sausage fest at. Yeah. At, uh, well, there were sororities, but they lived in the dorms. Okay. You know, so, so that's how they got away with it. Um, but yeah, it was mostly fraternities. Yeah, I went to a few of those parties because a couple of my friends pledged. And then I realized that wasn't for me. And then I then I met the, the other fucker on this podcast. Yeah. Well, my roommate was like, okay. It's not I think me. I found my... All right. That's that's Mark's trip down memory lane in college. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, So Undercover. So we're going to get into the plot at this point. Uh, but before we do, we're going to take a step back, listen to a message from Friends of the Podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast, Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back, and we're about to get into the plot of So Undercover from 2012. Uh, We open up. And we meet our hero immediately, Molly. She is already staking out a senator at a high-end hotel. She is a private investigator. And she does all the dirty work while her deadbeat dad sits in a van <laughs> in a surveillance van safely. Um, she follows the senator into an elevator. Uh, she's basically uh, uh, trying to catch him cheating on his wife. Uh, she sneaks into a, a room next door to his room to climb out into the senator's room and takes pics of the senator in a threesome situation. Hottie, hottie. Yeah, I, I feel like this whole opening part felt like the writer had been really into Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. You know, you with think? the uh, daughter private investigator taking all the photos and the, you know, the the father coordinating it. 
Oh, you know, maybe sort of did thing. any of these guys do? Nope, not seeing any Veronica Mars. Yeah. Just checking yeah. the writer's credits. Yeah, it looks like someone got very influenced by it. That just how that relationship felt immediately. Gotcha. I, I, I was no a little idea. concerned when they they do that little chase and she goes up into the uh, the rooftop mm-hmm. and he kind of corners her with a golf club. How far was he going to take this? <laughs> uh, was it a golf club or was it a riding crop? Oh, I I thought it was a golf club. It looked like a golf club. Because she takes it from him and then hits him with it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I so, think it's a sexy riding crop. But still, he was going to hit her. Oh, like, yeah, no. I, you know, if, unless he was going to throw her off the roof. And that's what <laughs> I was, yeah, I didn't know how far he was going to take it. Was he going to hit her or was he going to silence her yeah. for good? Yeah, he's a senator. He's a powerful, powerful yeah. guy. Just could have thrown her right off the roof. She fell. She slipped. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she. First of all, she's there. She's not where she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can yeah. falsify the toxicology. It was self-defense. Yep. Then you you don't even have to say you were there. That's well, true. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. She fucking this this <laughs> chick fell. I heard a scream. <laughs> we're we're writing the uh, the, the alibi. <laughs> we're writing the alibi for the senator. <laughs> yeah, he's at, he ha- and he has two witnesses that will corroborate. They have to. Right. Of yeah. course. Um, so yeah, she is, she gets chased to the rooftop. Uh, she kind of does a, a a spin move sort of, and she gets away. She and was then, an epic slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. With with the uh, she she takes him out, throwing the uh, the camera. Oh, you yeah. want this? Go get it. And then we get that really shitty slow mo, and she right. just like brings it back. But if like if she threw that camera off the roof, that's what he wants. You know, that's like perfect. Yeah, you destroyed well, yeah. the camera. Great, thank you. It's like either it's a digital camera and you've just destroyed the camera completely, or it's a film camera and you know then when that camera breaks open, then the negatives are all gonna get destroyed. Either way, he wins. Yeah, you should just let it happen. Throw it. He'd be like, throw it, throw it. So you should, uh, <laughs> you do it. Yes, that's exactly what I want you to do. You won't, you coward. <laughs> yeah, he just eggs her on. I dare you. A double she's, dog dare you. She's a teenage girl. You can't outsmart a teenage girl. Come on. <laughs> Especially one from the south. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is oh. that your cousin? Where? Just grab I like to say hello to our Texas listeners. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, and she gets away, and then we cut to credit sequence, which features a non-blondie version of one way or another. But once again, not Miley. Still blows my mind. Should have yeah. been Miley. Uh, Hashtag should have been Miley. Next scene is she's on another stakeout. She is staking out some dude trying to get some tail at the uh, the local watering hole. It's like a really shitty uh, truck stop. Restaurant truck stop. Um, Jeremy Piven shows up and announces himself as the FBI. Yeah, he was he wasn't actually in this movie. He was just at this truck <laughs> he was stop. At the truck stop. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I guess you're you're on board, Jeremy. Awesome. <laughs> Um, he talks to her about the Georgian mafia and a guy named Kashlov says there's a potential hit on a sorority girl whose dad has ties to the mafia and he wants her to pose as a student in order to find a mole and she refuses and then she goes home Uh, Jeremy Piven makes mention that her dad um, is kind of a deadbeat he's been kicked off the force and whatever Uh, she goes home and she kind of uh, confronts her dad about his uh, gambling addiction, essentially, and he mentions uh, her dad, played by Michael Malley, by the way, uh, that he's lost seventeen thousand dollars at the track. 
which is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they don't really seem too worried about it. No, they have a pretty nice house. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, I'm just going to keep gambling away all our money. I mean, you're you're essentially blackmailing high-priority targets, right? You're targeting yeah. senators, and you probably get a good amount of money from them. Right? You, yeah. You'd think six figures close to it at yeah. least yeah but no we 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 save the blackmail for fundraisers uh for 100 crawfish <laughs> stuffed animals oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. P- putting skills to work man yeah that's... this is also the scene where they turn her into miley sherlock yeah when oh, showing right. off her her deduction skills she's a, she's a regular batman yep <laughs> uh yeah so he mentions that she's uh he's in debt for 17k so she basically figures she doesn't have much of a choice in terms of getting this gig because um, jeremy Pivney has offered her 15k um so she meets him in an abandoned warehouse and she kind of negotiates for more she wants five five k more so he agrees and he brings her into a team of makeover professionals to make her over miss congeniality style yeah. uh, Dude, and they charm yep i was i was upset to know that i recognize the actor to play busy busy is autumn reeser yes she oh, was who, in who was that? she was in the entourage OC? as oh, well okay. as the oc yeah busy apparently plays a big part in this movie too and i didn't realize that until the second watch through because uh, yeah. she gets murdered off screen so, yeah. <laughs> at some point yeah um uh, so she as well as well as another guy teaches miley slang because molly is has been raised by her dad's police force essentially because her mom died when she was young so her dad's razor so she doesn't know things like fashion or girly stuff so she only uh, knows global guts slang yeah <laughs> she just does agro agro crag yeah <laughs> and her best friend is mo yeah she just wears pinstriped refs uniforms. <laughs> yeah, the, the, dad, the dad just keeps calling her Mo. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to dinner, Mo. Dad, please. It's it's Molly. Yeah, Mo. They, they bounce. They bounce on those harnesses up to bed. In the second floor. <laughs> they, they keep having foreign exchange students over the house. It's really creepy. It's global guts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she's teaching her slang and how to dress like a sorority girl while. Uh, Jeremy Piven, by the he goes by the name Armin, gives her the info on the sorority members, and then we get a college setting montage, just her driving to college. Um, yeah. I think this play took place on a Tulane campus. Yeah, that would have um, been my guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she, it's kind of a. I don't think they ever even named the school, no. if I remember correctly. But uh, she is supposed to be a transfer student from the University of Hawaii who was part of Kappa Kappa Zeta. So she's transferring into the new, that the Tulane chapter as Brooke Stonebridge, which is the fakest name you could think of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it boggles my mind how like they always make the FBI super uncreative with yeah. their backstories. Yeah. yeah. In, in, every, in every movie, they always give you this really bland name that okay. is obviously not a, no one's real name. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. From the university of white at smart far away. You know, yeah, right. school. No one will know. And they, I think one of the sorority girls asks her, I think Kelly Osborne asks her, well, how did you get into the, the sorority? And she says, the FBI hooked me up. Meaning the FBI didn't give her a cover story on how she got into the sorority. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Well, we find out later that it's not really the FBI. 
Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you, can, you can turn off the podcast yeah, she, now. And she also, what? in this whole opening scene, is probably the absolute worst undercover agent of <laughs> yeah. all time. Yeah, she 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 never hides that she's really a undercover uh, spy. Not a spy, uh, an agent, I guess. Yeah, she she doesn't realize the uh, I guess the greetings that the Kappas have. Yeah, you know. No. I mean, she had an afternoon of briefing. Let's give her a little bit of credit. You know, it, it also like- really blows my mind that the FBI are willing to spend. Again, we as we find out, it's not really the FBI. But at the time, I'm like the, the FBI is going to spend twenty thousand dollars to send a girl to college just to do this. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a better way that's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like she only had like an afternoon. This isn't like Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs, where he's spending <laughs> months learning a script. She is. Yeah. This is how you walk in heels, say totes and amaze balls. And, and OMG. And this is your target, basically. That's all. That's that was her training, and then she goes off and she goes to Kappa Kappa Zeta, and on the porch, uh, one of the sorority girls uh, is having a fight with Ben Shapiro, um, and he calls her <laughs> big old dummy, and um, Molly, um, as Brooke kind of tells him to back off, and then Cotton is the name of the girl. Again, I thought this was the the mole the whole time. Cotton played by. Uh, Megan Park, who I know her from The Secret Life Secret of an American, American Teenager, <laughs> who the, she's the girl that had sex and wound up killing her dad because of yeah, that's in, what she thought. In real yeah. life? No, 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 no. In the show, oh, she okay. is a super Christian girl, and mm-hmm. she has sex for the first time with her boyfriend, and at that exact moment, her dad dies in a plane crash, so she thinks God punished her for having sex out of wedlock, and God killed her father. Maybe Old <laughs> yeah. Testament God. Yeah, that Possibly. that yeah, that script was written by the person who wrote Seventh Heaven. So, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I guess uh, that's just super unfortunate <laughs> for her. Yeah, if you if you if you stick by abstinence, your your parents won't die in plane crashes. <laughs> that's a that's a great <laughs> message. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Um, she and then she walk. So Cotton is big old dummy. And she kind of walks past her and she walks into the KKZ welcome party, which is, as we mentioned, Barstool Hell. Um, Then we meet Sasha, the sorority president. She's older because she's modeled in Europe for a few years. But this actress looks like she should be playing a senator, a state senator's second wife. She looks (laughs) every bit of 26 in this movie. Yeah. What an odd (laughs) number to pick. I thought you were going to say like 30, 40. No. And she looks every she bit of actually 20, 25. <laughs> she looks she every bit of 27 really and she, three months. Like she is actually, like when she filmed this, she's actually only like 25, 26, but she looks so much older. She does. Yeah. I would have thought 30, <laughs> but oh boy. Was that, that's Sasha, right? Mumford? Sasha. Eloy, yeah. Eloy Mum. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Last name Mumford. We'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, then she meets Alex, the girl she's been sent to protect, who is a little emo girl that does not fit in. Um, then she meets Kelly Osborne, her roommate. And then she meets a guy named Nicholas, and they bond over his 1970s Triumph motorcycle. Yeah. And... Which is she, which she gives away that she's definitely uh, she's not who she says she is. She or, is terrible. Yeah. Right. She's not good at any of. She's really not that good at anything. She's just like. <laughs> She doesn't like, like even when she's taking pictures in secret, she's just kind of like standing out in the open <laughs> with a big old DSLR. 
You're she's not constantly carrying a loaded gun with her. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I, th- I feel like Miley's actually like pretty tall too. Oh, that's a good. I don't know what her uh, her stature is. I feel like she's is. at least like like five seven. I'm gonna say. So she's Let's... like a good size for. I'll I'll do a quick Google search. Five five. She had she. She's five five. Wow. Yeah, that's that's small. It's tiny. She has a she has a taller. Per, she she seems taller on camera. I don't know. She just seems like she she seems very gawky. She's got like those shoulders where she yeah. just kind of like buries her neck into them. Yeah, kind of gangly. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be honest, I think I'm I'm still not 100 sure if you were joking, but the actress that played Sasha was 26 years old. No, no, no. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. She's, okay. 1986 was her birthday, so she's like, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say that would. <laughs> That would have been completely random that you picked that number and that <laughs> And that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Ant knows his 26-year-olds. I could spot him a mile away. No way. <laughs> Just 26-year-olds. 26-year-olds and Russians. <laughs> I could spot a mile away. When someone turns 26, a uh, when a celebrity turns 26, Ant has a spider sense of sorts. <laughs> Yep. And it, like he gets like a tingle. He'll it's in the middle of the night. He'll just shoot up in a cold sweat. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Only that two one. people possess that. Me and Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> but he uses his powers for evil. Yeah. <laughs> and you you use it on the podcast. I use it for neither good nor evil. evil. Just just for no purpose at all. You just have it. That's I just your, have it. Yeah. That's your mutant it's, power. My cross to bear. <laughs> You'd be an interesting X-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, do, what you... do you do? I know I when do... people turn 26. <laughs> what do you do with it? Well, honestly, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My room's upstairs. It's second from the uh, you know, second from the left. If you want to gotta... talk, I can yeah, tell I you gotta be, I gotta be honest with you. If there's a war, I am fucked. <laughs> yeah, they, they usually leave me behind when they fight Magneto. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I just try and keep my room clean. <laughs> that sounds like a skit to write. The X Men they get left behind at the at the school. I think you just wrote it. The, the, the only person right who here. really the only person who really has an interest in it is uh Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's twenty six now? Uh so and so just turned twenty six. Oh, all right. Thank you. <laughs> then we don't see him for a few months. <laughs> Cabot's alter ego is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, they... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I would like Leonardo DiCaprio even more if he was able to possess... <laughs> he could uh, put kinetic energy into playing cards. <laughs> Not only do I bang 26-year-olds, but I could also do this neat card trick and just blows a hole in the wall. I mean, he he only bangs twenty six year olds when there's not a twenty four year old by <laughs> <laughs> any any port in a storm in terms of that. It's just like, man, I really wishing she was twenty two, but what are you gonna do? As long as there's he, a two in front of it, I'm fine. He he has them lie to him. Yeah. Just t- that's his. I don't care how old you are. Just tell me you're twenty four. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Now let's go back to my man. <laughs> but I gotta take my private jet. <laughs> It's he takes the blackbird. <laughs> That's his private jet, the blackbird. Uh, and, and, and Professor Xavier hates him for it. Like, listen, <laughs> Leo, it's not your personal plane, man. We need that. We had to fight Omega Red. Oh, I'm sorry, Professor, but there was a 24-year-old <laughs> that was in desperate need of a of, of a lay. I I had to do it. I have, a, I have an image to obtain. <laughs> oh boy. Maintain, maintain. I'm... <laughs> I've watched that X-Men movie. <laughs> so would I. 
You've been nominated for an Oscar for it. <laughs> we have Martin Scorsese direct it. No, Todd and Phillips. We, and we can 100% no, we, Todd Phillips. We would bridge the gap because now you you have Martin Scorsese with a credible actor, right? Yep. And it's but it's a comic book movie at the same time. Oh, and then that's you, cinema. Right, and it's cinema. It's beautiful. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Can't wait to write this one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I do have time these days. <laughs> I don't know what we call it. Do we? Uh, man, it would be. It would have to be X Men in search of the twenty four year olds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So all the girls then at night get ready in their underwear in an enormous bathroom. So this movie was directed by a man. Uh, yep. And it ends on a really weird note where Alex gets super emo and then someone pushes Molly into her and drops nail polish on her. And she kind of freaks out, but then says, Oh, I'm totally joking. Um, and then that's the end of that scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and to that's be honest, what happens there. <laughs> to be honest, the rest of this review, I'm just going to be thinking about writing a movie about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Taking the Blackbird to all to all different countries, so I'm gonna be off in like La La Land. <laughs> I'll just well, I expect I, I expect the full uh, synopsis right of of it by the end of this week. Yeah, it's it, well, it's gonna be one of those, you know, the one that got away, and now the X Men are taking their yeah. they're taking a vacation to help Leo get laid. Yeah, you see you see him land his uh, the Blackbird in front of sure say Ronan's house. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday well, it's, it's gonna, uh wolverine's gonna help him like sniff her out like you know he's, <laughs> he'll leonardo dicaprio will give logan like a piece of her clothing like all right wolverine you have to help me find this 24 year old you strap a sled to him at the <laughs> <laughs> it's like the iditarod well no then like colossus carries him or whatever it'd be perfect and the entire time he's just like, you know, I don't, I don't think this is the right thing to do. Shut up, Colossus. <laughs> no one likes you. And, or he could use Nightcrawler to like bamf into yeah. uh, the girl's room. Damn, this is this is getting dark. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta bring it back. Bring it back. I'll think about Miley it. Miley Cyrus. Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, I guess they have their sorority candlelit cult meeting where they will wear white dresses and sing. And Molly sees someone through the window. So she jumps on Alex to protect her, but it turns out it's just a bunch of idiot frat guys. And she winds up setting the drapes on fire and the sprinklers go off and they are all really upset about it. But then the next day on campus, uh, she sees Alex talking to her professor, AKA Rufus from Gossip Girl. Yep. And in class, Molly drops some knowledge on the history of RICO cases, which makes uh, Rufus very impressed. And then after class, they see a random girl, Alex Snows, walking with an older man, and Molly deduces that she's having an affair with the guy. Um, And then at night... Oh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, and then this is when she starts dropping those, like, uh, oh my god, amazeballs, you know, things that try to play off that she's not smart. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Nice. another one like you know that's uh such a good one good good job man i i wasn't prepared for that um at night molly waits for alex to leave and then she sneaks into her room she finds nothing except for a bin of dog toys which i don't think ever pays off does it i think it's just really to help her connect with that one girl yeah i think the it turns out is the crocodile the dog quote unquote Oh, they find... uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a good good call, Mark. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, she gets caught by Alex's roommate Taylor, who is played by Alexis Knapp, who plays the exact same character she in the Pitch Perfect movies, playing a really dumb, really sexually forward girl. And then they have a joke about her retaining water, which I thought she was going to find out she was pregnant, but that didn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't pay off. They That's where I thought they were going to. Yeah. And then she's just like, if you drink a lot of brandy, it'll help you not retain water. So it's like an uh, this movie is has a lot of eating disorder jokes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a very PC movie, yeah. right? We we have Miley making a really bad uh, Spanish impersonation mm-hmm. at the beginning, where she pretends yeah. to be housekeeping. Yeah, and Some she high also kind of with Scottish. She really right. sounds more like the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to to do that. Yeah. Um. Then we get a quick scene where Molly meets with Piven to discuss the case. This is where he might mention that Busy was killed, and he says that the Russians, the Russian mafia killed her. It's just kind of like, well, why? The the, the Georgian (laughs) mafia. Yes, the Georgian mafia. Now, why is there a Georgian mafia? It's Georgia the country. Oh, okay. That makes more (laughs) sense then. Yeah, they couldn't say Russia, but it needed to be Eastern European, so... Okay. I mean, they probably could have said Russian. In Louisiana? That doesn't seem like good territory for them. Yeah, I don't know. Unless if there's some history behind New Orleans that the Georgian Mafia is, like, prevalent there. They founded New Orleans. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah, what guys. happened. There not we those, go. Not those yep. lazy French people, <laughs> as, as Miley says in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, she says she hates the French. <laughs> I mean, in her defense, that she was just trying to get out of going to a jazz club with a white guy. Totally understand it. <laughs> yep. Which is a very New Orleans thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, There's not the... a lot of people of color in this movie for being in Louisiana. The jazz no. band. There's a jazz band and a couple. There's one sorority girl in KKZ, and then there's the rival, quote unquote, rival sorority that has the one girl of color. I thought there wasn't as many. The one, me, girl banging, the one girl banging the doctor was a person of color. Was she? Yeah, and then there's one in the sorority. Okay. I, I thought she was just and a white girl. I think the sad part is a uh, bunch of the easy ones from the other sorority kind of looked like, you know, they were not white. Right. Oh, And in the car wash scene. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. I did not notice that. I don't see color, Mark, <laughs> even though I just brought it up. Uh, so in the middle of the night, uh, Cotton wakes up, or wakes Molly up for a PJ party, <laughs> and Molly pulls a gun on her, but says it's not real. Uh, then Cotton takes it from her and plays with it, and this is, I, I'm still thinking she's the mole at this point. Yeah, I, I this may have been a, a, one of the few moments where I did have a light chuckle out loud. <gasps> just the way she, she, grab, she grabs the gun, and we're just like, oh, it's real. And I'm like, that's real. That's really dedicating to being the dumb girl. It kind of reminded you know? me of when Jonah Hill's playing with the gun, and this is the end. Oh, this is the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part is actually pretty funny in that movie. Yeah. I, what is he saying to them? He's like, "You're dead. You're dead." <laughs> but it's a, it's not a real loaded gun. And this, right. I'm assuming, it is a yeah, loaded is. gun. And it's weird how Cotton's able to disarm Molly so quickly. Yeah. You would think like. Molly would have that reflex of someone trying to take the gun from her. She'd, you know, like, oh, sorry. I just 
karate chopped you and now you're unconscious <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's just the uh, oh you know my my dad taught me self-defense training or whatever yeah but no like, she just cotton just reaches out grabs it and she could have uh ended this movie very early <laughs> yeah. shot everybody in the face yeah would you know that would have been interesting i could have gone for that <laughs> so after that they go to the party and cotton once again has a fight with ben shapiro and uh, nicholas it. shows up at the party and reveals he's one of those white guys that loved jazz. And this is yeah. where he asks her to a jazz club, and she's like, "No, thank you. I don't want to go to the French Quarter. I hate the French." And she leaves. Um, then she sees next day. She sees Alex talking to Rufus again, and then she meets Jeremy Piven at a church, and they have another debriefing. He tells her to investigate Sasha and go on a date with Nick while he investigates the teacher. And then she awkwardly meets Nick on campus and she awkwardly accepts a date to the French Quarter who calls his balls amazing. Amazing. They <laughs> they held on so long to make that joke. About like forty minutes. Yeah, it was like it was like we could have made this right away, but no, we're gonna call it back later yep. on. That's what you gonna... get from the team that wrote eight episodes of New Amsterdam. <laughs> Is it that's a real thing? Yeah, yeah. the yes. Interesting. Um so they go to a jazz club, and this is the only New Orleans-esque scene in the whole movie. And then Nick just goes on and on about jazz. Yes. I gotta tell you, if I wanted to hear a white guy say the line, the greatest music ever created and nobody cares, I'd watch La La Land or David Simon's Treme. <laughs> I hate Nick in this movie. <laughs> he seems very pretentious. Yeah, he's He's just a white guy that likes jazz. Nobody likes that. If you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a character that's supposed to be likable, those are the two characteristics you don't give them. Like so now going forward, like I don't like jazz. I'm not a big jazz guy. Nope. Uh, but if I were to like jazz, am I? You just keep that to yourself in 2020. Is that yeah, the thing? Yeah, just like you do. Okay. Or you you gotta move to somewhere where that's acceptable. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, even know you, where if, that is acceptable yeah, at this if, point. His main problem, and it's like. It's like a title, white guy who likes jazz. You know, it's sort of like he's got to explain it to you and why it's so great and all yeah. that instead but of just liking jazz. Yeah, I was going to say, can I just say like, oh, I like jazz. Yeah. And not. But don't say, like, tell oh, me why see. it's the greatest piece of okay. music so, ever created. But and, now if you wanted to say like why Yellow Card is awesome, that's totally within his right. Yeah, because he's a white guy. Now, yeah, if a black guy know. says Yellow Card is awesome, I mean, you'd be like, all right. Where Hello, Chase Cheater. No, I don't even know who Chase really is. <laughs> Feels like, like a band right, Chase this like. guy. <laughs> this guy might be a cop, to be honest. <laughs> hello, hello, fellow teenagers. How about that yellow card? Not Ocean Avenue, am I right? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. But also, what's going on here? <laughs> I I will tell you. I went on a I went on vacation to Ocean City, Maryland, with a group of friends. One of the uh, one of the people there was a black guy, and they drunkenly sang like very loudly Ocean Avenue on the way back to the house while oh, I was driving. Cool. I oh. I wanted to drive the car I, off the road. I was completely joking. <laughs> no, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Chase. I oh, have okay. more than one friend like that, right? I thought you were trying to keep him anonymous, and I'm sitting here thinking. I just said his name three times. Like, no, it, it, well, it's someone. It's someone else. I, man. I have a lot of friends. All right. <laughs> and they love Yellow Card, and that's fine. And listen, yellow Card yeah. slaps. Yeah. As long, as long as it's not Creed, we're good. 
Uh, I like a couple Creed songs. <laughs> End of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't recover from that. I'm sorry, everybody. Un- understandable. I'm sorry we've done 69 episodes with a closet Nickelback fan. Not Nickelback, Creed. <laughs> Creed, sorry. Same don't think thing. of Nickelback. They're, they're close, but don't do that to me. <laughs> All right. Although I, I will say I like, uh, what's that song that, uh, Hero from the Spider-Man movie with Nickelback and, uh, Saliva? Saliva. (laughs) That's a guilty pleasure of mine. And they say that a hero. (laughs) That's the one. I used to listen to that shit on repeat. That was on Heavy Flow, man. I love that song. I still like that song. Fuck y'all. Fuck you guys. (laughs) I'm gonna listen to it now. I wanted to play. Followed up Dashboard Confessional from Spider-Man 2. Uh, I can't say I'm a Dashboard fan. So I mean, I, I don't know if that really redeems me or not i doubt it you would say you feel vindicated uh, oh yeah okay <laughs> I, uh, it took me a second but i see what you did there nice work mark thank you All i'm right. glad you said redeemed because then it made the joke it's yeah. just it's just like the the amaze balls you were waiting on that one yeah yeah now please I'm, say I'm redeemed. In there. please yeah, say redeemed better right up and on I, the t yeah totally. whipped it. Yeah. just put one middle in it just <laughs> Again, just like the Packer Ewing joke, we were talking about how we workshopped that joke before. Yep. Yep. Classic. So that's what the the listeners come here for, is for us to make a joke and then spend five minutes analyzing what we just said. (laughs) Perfecting it. Yep. Just, it's called, it's like the behind the scenes or like the audio commentary. The commentary within a commentary. At at some point, we will be able to go out and do our tight seven on stage. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I think uh, it's important to, you know, it's, it's important to get it right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so once again, Nick, awful, likes jazz, is a huge white guy. Uh, not a huge white guy. He's just a white guy. He's a white he, guy. Yeah. He's very white. Um, and they walk home. But he he's like super shady, though, about his past. And she thinks he's hiding something. So they have a deep conversation on the walk home. And they both basically say that they... Uh, both have trust issues, and then they fuck. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, just <laughs> it, it cracked me up. Like, th- like this is this scene is it summarizes women perfectly. Where like, all right, well, tell me everything about you. The guy proceeds to tell everything about him. I'm like, all right, well, what about you? I don't really want to talk about it. What? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I just spent the last hour spilling my guts. Like, oh, well, that, that's on you. That, that's on you, man. <laughs> I didn't make you do it. <laughs> JK, y'all. <laughs> but that's that's the power of the, uh, the you-know-what. I'm not going to say it here. It's the power it's of, yeah, it's the power of Miley Cyrus. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, then the next day they have a fundraiser, and they have to sell 100 crawdad stuffed animals, and they don't even try to use their sexual appeal to sell any. Um, this is also the second mention of eating disorders, played for a joke. And then Cotton mentions she makes homemade mace because she's a chemistry major. And Again, this scene... Still thinking she's the mall. Yeah, still think she's the mall. <laughs> there is one tiny little detail in this mo- in this scene that I have to give the, the movie credit for. It's never, it's never mentioned. No one ever calls attention to it. But uh, Cotton has written KKZ on her face, but she's written it backwards. <laughs> as if she was in the mirror putting it on. So, oh, so it's ZKK? It's, no, it's KKZ, but it's all it's backwards. Oh, the, the, okay. As if as it would look in the mirror. Mirror. Gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome. So back, That's a good I touch. didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, 
So kudos movie. That is one detail I appreciated. Um, so they are having a hard time uh, selling these stupid stuffed animals um, because they're doing stupid things like a bounce house and a kissing booth where uh, Kelly Osborne will not kiss anybody. Um, yeah. And you so, also have Kelly Osborne in the kissing booth. Yeah, there <laughs> are plenty of other girls that, um, I don't know, that, that one, that Taylor girl seemed like she'd be up for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they brought about their destruction. Yeah. They're their own worst enemy. They're this. not trying too hard. Like, no. there's, there is no captain to this ship. <laughs> it seems like. Um, and then, meanwhile, the rival sorority, I put rival in air quotes because there, there is, that is no conflict in this movie. <laughs> um, has a sexy car wash to earn money. And it's like a, it's like a rap video over there. Right. People it's, are it's having going... a good ass time, including Ben Shapiro. Yeah. It's, it's going is, gangbusters. Which is one of my favorite cotton lines in this movie. Ah, oh, that looks like Cameron over there. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a, I mean, Cameron is such a, that guy name. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> it was either Chet or Cameron. Yeah. Or I guess he could have been Brad. Or Chad. Yeah, Brad or yeah. Chad or Cameron. We, His dad owns a dealership. Yeah, we, <laughs> do you know who my dad is, bro? Yeah, we definitely have to start a, uh, like a, a, a call to arms to get that name in that, like, yeah. what, what would you, what would you call it? Like a, uh. Not not like an index, but uh, the essentially just put it you put it in the same group as Chad and Brad. Sure, Cameron. Cameron, yeah, we gotta get Except that for Cameron Poe. Meh. Why? Because Cameron Poe from Con Air. Con Air. Oh, I was thinking of from Star Wars. That's Poe Dameron. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> Cameron Poe Dameron. I'd watch that movie. Nicholas <laughs> <laughs> Cage, long it, beautiful hair, <laughs> flying with an X-wing. That'd be pretty okay. cool. But the X-Wing is also the Con Air. Ooh, it's a big fucking X-Wing. Yeah. Oh, shit. And the <laughs> and Darth Vader stole the teddy bear. Yep. Oh, this is awesome. We just wrote two movies. I know, man. We are just prolific. Mark, you were going to say something? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think about this till right now. But were there any girls in that sorority named Amber? Um, I don't think so. Actually. So it was so it, this person has never run into a sorority. Yeah, they, they don't even know what the <laughs> is there always about. is there always an amber. Yeah, it's yeah. a slight it's an yeah. in joke. In joke. Um, that, I love it when you guys do in jokes. It makes me feel yeah. so included. So do the listeners. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they love it. It's, oh, it's my I remember card. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was totally there in 2007 when they did this joke. <laughs> I remember that. Pretty much, you're dead. You're, you're probably dead on. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's keep ro- rolling. I was um, there, guys. Yeah. Um, they do a sexy. The rival sorority does a sexy car wash to earn money, and the other sorority has the one girl that's fucking the doctor in it. So Molly has a plan, and that plan is blackmail. I, I liked how. I'm, I'm sorry, real quick, just backtrack a little. When uh, Molly does her uh, detective skills, like, yeah, I think they're sleeping together. Well, how could you tell? She literally got in the same car as the doctor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's like, not how... a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Either, it's either her dad or she's fucking that dude. <laughs> right. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you can't see that, then you're an idiot. <laughs> That's how, how the world fucking... works, man. Well, he's a handsome guy. Uh, handsome guy in his 50s. He's probably fucking her. Right. <laughs> he's, he's a handsome, authoritative figure. <laughs> yeah. 
she has daddy issues, obviously. Right. I, I mean, come on, man. Just put two and two together, please. For once. Just, yeah. You're at a higher you're at a place for higher education. Just make the leap, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just assume everybody's fucking and then just go from there. Yeah, absolutely. That's essentially what, what we do here. And you just gotta find out who 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 they're probably fucking. Like, assume everyone's fucking and then try and figure out who they are fucking. Right. It, it's like one of those games where you uh, you match, like you have the word bank on the, the right side and then you fill in the blank. Yeah. It's just that thing. Like, this person is fucking. And then you just drag the name over to yep. to the corresponding right. area. If she also makes that leap with Alex and the teacher, Rufus. Yeah. She thinks that Alex is fucking uh, Rufus. So, um, yeah, so the plan is blackmail or, uh, for a fundraiser, as we mentioned. Um, right. So she takes some pictures of the doc and the girl, uh, I guess, like, just him balls deep because she <laughs> mentions a picture on the waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. The uh, other ones she shows are very, uh, you know, PG-13. they're just like, yeah, they're necking, essentially. Yeah. They look like they're perf- like shot by like a engagement photographer <laughs> against a tree. Yeah, they're, they're both smiling and yeah. just you know very. It is very affectionate. And very, it's in public. That's like <laughs> it is. That's a good point. This, he's not trying very hard to hide this relationship. I would have um, loved for it to come back to her, like when she blackmails the teacher. It's like yeah, we know. Everyone knows. It's yeah. fine. We we got it taken care of, and just like totally blows up in Molly's face. Yeah. Like oh it's well, like, fuck. Right. It's like, well, I'm actually going through a divorce right now. Um, <laughs> right. I'm going to call the cops now. Uh, just fucking taking pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're under arrest, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she broke into someone's house to take those pic- the pictures of them fucking. Or she was on someone's private property, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, so she extorts him to uh, buy up all the crawdad stuffed animals or she'd released pictures, so so he buys them all. So they sell all the dolls, and everyone's happy except for Sasha, who's jealous because Amali is becoming popular with the other girls. So she kind of wants to clear the air with Molly, and I don't think Molly at this point even realizes there's conflict between her and Sasha. Right. And she's just like, you know, conflict between the girls just can't go on, so I just want to bury the hatchet. Here's a bracelet. Have it. It's yours. And, and another scene that perfectly summarizes women yeah i we need to bury the hatchet okay i didn't know we hated each other but (laughs) okay Uh, apparently glad we're friends now but the bracelet it turns out is not sasha's to give it's actually cotton's her mother gave to her and sasha planted all the stolen things on molly so now the entire sorority thinks she's a kleptomaniac um yeah molly reaches out to her dad to run a background check on sasha but he can't find anything on her so Molly sneaks into Sasha's room and finds a yearbook of Sasha with a different name and different look. Cheap. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, and then, you know, uh, I like how Kelly Osborne, for as smart and not into the sorority as she sounds, like does not pick up on the fact that, you know, uh, Molly isn't who she says she is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they call me Klepto. What do you got there? It's a book I stole from Sasha's room. Sure. <laughs> like, just sort of like, wait a second. The, the, the funny part about this scene is when she calls Mike O'Malley and he runs the background check, he comes up with nothing. How do you not come up with the other name? It's it, She's not from a different country or anything like that. It's in a fucking yearbook. You're yeah. going to tell me you couldn't find a school record? He probably, just, he probably just ran the name and that was it. He was <laughs> just like, I'm too busy at the track. 
God. <laughs> he's, he's terrible. You're asking, you're asking me to do a second search? <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. You did, I didn't know I actually had to do stuff in this. It's like, uh, I, I, I'm about to hit on the trifecta. I'll call you back. <laughs> um, don't, don't have a cow in the third. <laughs> turns out Sasha's not who she says she is and never went to Croatia. Uh, she confides in Molly that she was just a nerd basically looking for a chance to start over. So they have an idea that uh, they have a house meeting to determine what to do with Molly. And that's when Sasha confesses that she planted the stuff on Molly and apologizes. And everyone forgives her. And then there's another Believe Me joke in here somewhere. Well, we also missed the Native American joke. Yes. Yeah. When, uh, the, the bracelet belongs to Cotton. Yes. Uh, uh, and the, I forget the name on it. It's like Earth something. something. Like that, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, we'll say. I'm like, well, that was that. That's your mom's name. Yeah. What is she? A hippie? She's Native American. You don't look Indian. Well, oof. I mean. Yeah. She says Indian too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's totally different, Mo- uh, Molly. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you use your detective skills to figure that one out? <laughs> you insensitive prick. Yeah. Um, and it's indigenous uh, people, right? You guys, not Native American. <laughs> so I'm calling all of us out. I know better than Molly. That's true. We're sorry, Molly. Because um, I sit here and drink from my Columbus Day cup. Oh, right man. Oof. We are so canceled after this one. <laughs> we made it to 69. That's all that matters. Yeah, um, that's that's an achievement unto itself. At the after trial party, which I guess is a thing, Alex storms off and Molly goes after her and she says there are, some, there are bigger problems in the world than sorority problems. So Molly tails her and follows her to a house on the pier where she meets with the professor. And Armin meets up with Molly and says they found Busy's killer. And it's Patrick, a.k.a. whatever his name was. Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. Josh White guy Bowman. who likes jazz. Yeah. White guy who likes jazz. And it all comes together. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. He likes jazz. He's a white dude. He's a mm-hmm. fucking, he's a maniac. Yes. Um, we so. can close all the all, all the books on all the murders in Louisiana. <laughs> it's this well, guy. That's the end of that chapter. <laughs> we're just all oh, all the Simpsons references all in this the, episode. <laughs> we're, we're, we just need Big Daddy. That's all we need. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, it's hot out today. <laughs> uh, so she is on the lookout for Nicholas. Um, KKZ wins the Lafitte Cup, which I guess was a thing they were trying to do. Uh, they sing a song that's inspired by House of the Rising Sun, but KKZ is themed. And the subtitle people tried so hard on this one, but they just yeah. couldn't do it. They got through two stanzas until they just said, singing inaudibly. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> She's like, I don't fucking know what they said. At, le- at least they didn't put the just the musical notes on there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I bet you there was someone that tried to decipher it like, 30 40 times just playing it back it's like what the fuck are they saying and then their supervisor like it's just so undercover dude just get out of there <laughs> just, just put down anything right. and singing inaudibly god damn <laughs> supposed to be done this an hour ago <laughs> we got lol to do right it's miley it's, cyrus day it's gonna back like a miley movies man <laughs> I was trying to think of a good movie to follow up with. I couldn't. I was like, God, what else does he have to do today? I don't know. What else does this imaginary uh, imaginary guy have to do? What, what uh, hell can we put him through? Uh, so Molly shows up to the party, and she catches Ben Shapiro kissing a girl that isn't Cotton, and he takes a pic and sends it to her. 
And then he talk, she talks to Nicholas and confronts him about some, being someone he isn't. And then she drags him into a room on the pretense of drunk sex. Then immediately handcuffs him to the radiator and punches him in the face and steals his motorcycle. And she winds up going, driving to the house on the docks. And she walks into the house, which is empty, and finds out it's an FBI safe house. And then gets jumped by a masked assailant. The reveal here is that Piven is the person she's supposed to be looking for the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. She finds the professor, who is actually an FBI, and he's been shot by uh, Piven. But she doesn't recognize it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you what okay? Is everything all right? I've been shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only bleeding out completely. I'm face down in a, in a swamp. What do you think <laughs> the fuck happened to me? It, it, it reminded me of the scene in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, are you all right? I'm dying, you idiot. <laughs> um, and Piven took Alex in an effort to get accounting ledgers from her dad. Um, she meets with Piven in a cafe, and he says that he kept her alive to take the fall for killing the FBI agent. And she says she has the ledgers, and she's willing to trade them to him for Alex's life. And she sets up a meeting with him. Um, she goes to the sorority house and the real FBI is there and the FBI tries to take her off the case saying she's a loose cannon turning her badge and gun. <laughs> we're, we're shutting you down, Molly. <laughs> you can't do but that, in, Captain. Yeah, but instead she makes a plea with them but saying that she has the ledgers, which is a lie. Um, and they set up a sting to get Armin, a.k.a. Piven. Um, <laughs> Why is it a.k.a. Piven? <laughs> because I've been calling him Piven for the entire oh, okay. episode. <laughs> like, wait, did they? I don't remember them calling him by his real name in the movie. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so she meets she meets him on the quad, and he shows up, and he's being really shifty until he uses like an EMP to turn off all the FBI tech, and then kind of takes Molly hostage and grabs her, the ledgers. Um, but the ledgers that she has isn't the ones he's looking for. Um, and they run into Cotton. And she mentions that uh, the books that Molly was looking for, they're in the chapter room. So you got to go back to the house. So he pulls Molly into his car and he has Alex tied in the back of the car. And they go to the sorority house where Molly has had her backup plan, her contingency, which is Molly's dad is in the surveillance van and their sisters are wired and they're going to help. Yeah. Um, But Nicholas shows up and he doesn't get the hint that now is not the time. (laughs) And like a like a man. (laughs) Right, just, tip, I was just say typical like a, dude. Like a white man who likes jazz. <laughs> like, no, dude, we need bro. to talk about this right now. Even though this guy is very violently dragging you through the house. <laughs> but now it's about my problems, <laughs> Molly or Brooke. Got some, got some Miles Davis records to talk over this one. <laughs> we'll put on some nice Miles Davis. We'll have we'll have some beer and we'll talk our problems out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So uh, Armin storms into the chapter room and Molly uses Cotton's mace on him and doesn't do anything. And he tosses Molly. He's built up an immunity to mace. (laughs) (laughs) So knock another one down. Yep. So so Jeremy Piven wasn't acting. No. Again, like Mark (laughs) said, anywhere that they find Jeremy Piven, he's just there that day. Mm. He wasn't supposed to be there. He was just in New Orleans. Right. He he's sleeps up. on those trolley cars. Right. He's in the tro- <laughs> <laughs> he was in the abandoned warehouse. They, they're doing principal photography and Jeremy Piven was there. Uh, so Nicholas tries to step in and he gets his ass kicked by Piven. Uh, he does. Piven does call him bonus Jonas at one point, which is pretty yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. 
he doesn't yell enough in this movie. No. Piven's good when he yells. Yeah. Um, Molly tackles Armin through a window, manages to get his gun, but he threatens to blow up the car with Alex so he doesn't turn over the gun. So she gives up the gun and he blows it up anyway. Oh. Uh, then he turns the gun on Molly, but her dad shows up and gets the drop on him. Um, the and then all contingency. Sudden, yep. Ma- Michael Malley's contingency plan. And then suddenly Armin just starts to trip balls. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, apparently Cotton put shrooms in the mace, I guess. Um, and Alex wasn't in the car because swi- Sasha swiped the keys from Armin when she bumped him while he was coming up the steps. And I, the ledgers. I, I, Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry, I was going to say, I love how um, they had Cotton say the, you know, it was it, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. But instead of calling them shrooms, she calls them by like what they're real. She says like a something, some sort of fungus. Fungus. Uh, yeah. You know, the one thing where she's dumb, but yes, she knows all this stuff. You know. She's a chemistry major, guys. Yes. She's she might play dumb, but she's actually the mole. I'm still I still <laughs> think. Even after uh, eight <laughs> years after the movie wraps. Yeah, yep. they should they should <laughs> add a look back like Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller. At the end of this movie. <laughs> God. Uh, uh so it turns out the ledgers were on a flash drive in Alex's locket the whole time. Yep. And so, that's, she, so she did know where it was. She did. Alex Alex is an accomplice. <laughs> this whole thing. So she's going to jail for a long time. Um, and that kind of wraps up the story. We kind of have a couple of scenes where Molly decides to go to school instead of becoming a PI. And then she ha- lives happily ever after with Nicholas, who, again, is a jazz guy. That's the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't overlook that that yeah. tidbit. And I'm assuming it's the government paying for her to go to school. Yeah, I, I hope so. Her dad definitely isn't. Oh, hopefully he got a job with the force. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's just gonna get inundated with student loans. <laughs> for the like, that's not, not how any of this works. I'm just gonna go to college now. <laughs> It was like Billy Madison, right? I'm going to become a teacher. Uh, what? <laughs> you just still like gotta that? go to college, Billy. <laughs> really? You just graduated it? high school. <laughs> oh, all right. fair enough. You got four years left, buddy. At least four years. Yeah. Who knows what you if you want to get your master's or whatever, but tackle one you know one thing at a time. But Let's uh, not forget that you just basically treated our entire education system as your playground because your dad's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. It's I, I don't think many schools are gonna take you seriously, unfortunately. <laughs> but then again, I mean a nice charitable donation by the Madison Hotels, you know. Yeah, and maybe a new wing to the uh you know, and the, the college. You know, USC needs another water polo player. Yeah, yeah there you go. Let's, <laughs> let's just hope that if if a socialist gets nom- gets elected president that the first billionaire we eat is Mr. Madison. <laughs> He's, I think he's dead. <laughs> Darren McGavin, yes, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's so undercover, guys. What are you? What are you thinking? Uh, I didn't hate this movie. It, it wasn't. It, it's bad. Let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, but it's more annoying than just bad, bad. Like Killers was bad, mm. and that was like real bad. This was just annoying. It it has really corny jokes. Some of them hit. Some of them, most of them don't. A, a couple of them kind of make you chuckle. Uh, it's an interest. It's a, it's a, like, uh, what did you say at the beginning, Ant? It's a competent story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some interesting characters here and there, but it, it's just, you know, 
it it's it was just a, a reason to get Molly Cyrus into the movies, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's harmless, really, outside of the vague racism. Uh, it's a pretty harmless movie. Yeah. Yep. Mark? Yeah, it's it's an inoffensive movie that was just too slow and boring to start, and when it did start picking up, um, you know, they didn't had they didn't have the talent to pull it off uh, correctly. Um, I think that's the one difference where I do believe this is a better movie than Killers, but Killers at least had a couple competent actors in it, you know, um, that that could carry the roles they were in. Um, even the named actors in this either aren't in it enough in in Michael Malley. You know, uh, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm straight. I'm saying competent. Michael Malley. Competent. I, I, you're gonna put Jeremy Piven below Michael Malley here? No, no, no. He was my next one. Oh, okay. Oh, and Jeremy I mean, Piven, but Jeremy Piven doesn't give a shit for three quarters of this movie in terms as, of trying to act. As bad as Jeremy Piven is, he's way better than Michael Malley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the only two people that. You know, um, let's talk the next time Jeremy Piven was in 122 episodes of Yes, Dear. Dear, yes. That's a good point. And and Michael Malley has a really good cameo in Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- yeah, I love but... his, uh, what, what was it? He's the van rental guy. <laughs> That's a good episode. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, I'm sure I have. I don't remember it. He has the picture of him with the, the chicks with the big, uh, the big boobs. It's like, yeah, like that's on your van. Like, yeah, it was a great day. I wanted everyone to see it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, so essentially this movie, you know, um, not like I don't hate it, you know. Um, I probably would never watch it again, but. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. I just derailed Mark right there. I heard that. <laughs> Again, Anthony doesn't really care for us, so <laughs> um, it's it's a it's it's yeah. not interesting enough to hate. That's what it is. That's what it comes right. down to. Right. Uh, Again, it's harmless. Yeah. It just it's, exists. Yeah. It's if you were looking for uh if the House Bunny used to be on Netflix and you were disappointed that it's no longer there, then this will hold you over, <laughs> I guess. Um. Uh. Fuck Mary Kill. Miley, Miley Cyrus, Molly, Alex, or Cotton? Oh, this is an actual good one. Um, all right, so we're not. It's not Miley Cyrus because then I'm marrying Molly no. Cyrus. Molly. All right, so all right, so it's Molly, Alex, and Cotton. Yeah. All right, I'm killing Alex. Yeah. Because I feel like she's got a lot of baggage and she's emo, and I don't need that in my life. Uh, I'm banging Cotton because she's she's an airhead. And I think she'd let me do whatever I wanted. <laughs> uh, I think that's why Ben Shapiro kept her around. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like you can convince her to do just like the nastiest stuff. And like you could definitely convince her to have multiple partners. 100%. If you just said like there's a benefit to it, you could probably be like, yeah, you know, like everyone does this. They do it on the hills. And be like, oh, really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't even have to leave the house. You just get just call Taylor into the. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so that means I'm marrying into Miley and her dad's debt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still think that's the best way. Yeah, I, I, I can't really make an argument any other way. The, the only one is a hundred percent sure. Like I could go back and forth with maybe Alex and Molly a little bit, where I could see one way or the other with them um on there but it, it's definitely fuck cotton yeah you know that 100 percent. that is no she doesn't get to be in either other category in either category 
Um, because I mean, and to be honest, she's a good-looking lady. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I mean, no. we're, All, we're I, yeah, 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 the, the, yeah. Um, you showed some mercy on his hand. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, like I would feel bad killing her. You know, <laughs> right? Be like she drowning a puppy. Right? right. She <laughs> yeah. wouldn't. She wouldn't know what you're doing. You take and, her out to the middle of the forest. Where, where are we and, going? Yeah, and divorce lawyers cost way too much money to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where Where are we going, Dan? Don't Don't worry, Cotton. Just keep your eyes on the trees, the beautiful trees. It, okay. It's like the end of of Mice and Men. It's, exactly. It's yeah. <laughs> and just keep Just keep looking. At, just keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Okay. <laughs> click click and. <laughs> No, yeah, you you can't do it. It's yeah. I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I would be good to her. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be a scumbag. But I would definitely go for the three-way angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, man. Like, let's get so and so and you together. It'll be fun. I promise. I, I would be a gentleman about it. All right. Then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you guys got I mean, a lot to think about now. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. What my are you going to be just a contrarian here? I'm like, well, I'm going to. Well, like Alex is pale, emo, and dark hair. I mean, I I guess I have a thing. You do? Yeah, you like pale, <laughs> dark hair. Please. I get that. I basically married that. So. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I might kill. Maybe I'll kill Molly. Okay. I don't know if I can marry into that debt. Yeah, I I I think but I maybe did it. maybe Mike O'Malley's got the aggro crag, or at least like the, the, <laughs> the rock jersey. Yeah. <laughs> is that? It is. Oh my god, I I love you. Can I, can I start calling you dad. I I might I might have to to drown the puppy of cotton. What? <laughs> Come on, you can't in all good consciousness do that. Oh, <sighs> assuming that. Assuming that it's not Michael Malley, it's just her deadbeat dad that goes to the track. I'm gonna kill Molly if I can. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, well, that's yeah, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think. But now Alex, her dad's deadbeat too. So maybe I marry Cotton. I might marry Cotton. Okay. And I that's think actually... she comes from a good. I think she comes from a good family. And. Because she's dating, she's dating a senator's son. So I'm assuming she's coming from some from money. And she's going to be point. a scientist. And she's hanging out with Alex. Because she's probably got dad issues because her dad's deadbeat. <laughs> so either way, I mean, with all three of them, you could probably do some pretty wild things. Or maybe yeah. not with Molly. I'm Molly's DTF. You think not, so? Not really, though. No, no I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. She And she's just really bad just at role bangers, playing. Don't forget. She, if this was post-bangers right. with a Z, it'd be a different yeah. story. She had that short haircut. Yeah, and, yeah there'd, and, be a, there'd be a different Molly going on. Yeah. <laughs> But, and you have to remember, she's terrible at role playing because she's yeah. an awful undercover agent here. So. And she also has a thing for white guys who like jazz. Yeah, that's true, true. too. It's like Bad no taste. judge a character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm killing Molly. I'm going to live happily ever after with the dumb as nails cotton. Right. And that's the thing. You could really, like, you just take charge of that relationship. Yeah. And you could you can make a good you can live a good life that way. Like, listen, yeah, I know my wife is dumb as a stump, but look it's at not her. Not bad to look at. <laughs> right, she's awesome. She has money. She's awesome. She's 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 great in the sack. I'm assuming that would be a huge disappointment if Cotton wasn't she wasn't up to snuff. I'm not right. saying that I am. Listen, I'm a huge disappointment. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and just like you know like I I'm God's gift to ladies, which is the complete opposite, but. I think it just goes. Anyone could feel disappointed if their significant other isn't as good. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, it's just like, oh well, that's a little disappointing. 
as long as she doesn't kill her like relatives as she has sex like she did in secret life of the american <laughs> teenager oh yeah if she brings that up like listen i, I can't do it until we get married and, like that's a done deal i gotta cut you loose this is college babe sorry there's <laughs> I mean, as as maybe her dad set me up with a nice job I mean, Right, yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. cushy uh, Washington job or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Robbie yeah. Cracker Factory. <laughs> yeah, but you could always, if it becomes an issue, you could, you know, still convince her to have the threesome, but you just don't have sex with her. That's true. I'm right. marrying her, don't forget. So this is a this is a oh. lifetime of, of intercourse, I'm assuming. Because she's a southern girl, she's probably going to want to have lots of kids. That's true. Mostly missionary. <laughs> We're talking missionary. <laughs> missionary the one <laughs> she's on her back and i'm on top <laughs> that's good stuff you know what yep uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the missionary not this podcast missionary is good stuff no, I'm a fan. Sex. yeah listen I'll, i take it how <laughs> i can get it missionary is good stuff i am pro missionary that is true i I don't like jazz, and I like missionary. <laughs> so you know what you're getting from me. Just you know bland I, white dude stuff. If that, if that was your campaign platform, I'd vote for you for president. <laughs> no jazz, all missionary. <laughs> <laughs> He's got my vote. I, and I won't kiss my again. loved ones on the mouth. All right? yeah, you, would def- you would definitely win the southern states with that. That's yep. true. <laughs> I get the Bible belt. Yeah. yeah. They'll read into no jazz, though. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> Um, we we get it. We yeah. see you. Is there anything you guys would do to make this movie better? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm I'm more. I've been thinking about the Leonardo DiCaprio X Men movie. <laughs> to think about so how was I would that movie? movie. Yeah, like I think that movie that's got some fucking legs. Yeah. Uh, so if this movie was that, it would be better. Sure. Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll take that as an answer. <laughs> Leo hunting for a 24-year-old muff. That's that's the movie. All right, Mark. What about you? Oh, man, um, can't really. We should have <laughs> Dan last. <laughs> yeah. No, my mine's simple, and I'll just let Dan's be be the longer explanation. Is essentially it's the boring answer where I think if you get uh, a better lead um, instead of Miley, or and you get a Jeremy Piven that cares. You know, you you could make this movie be decent, you know, actually bordering on good. You know, if you get some good performances from, you know, the, the person whose vehicle is supposed to be and the one good famous actor in the movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, just that everyone, everything else is basically, you know, it's got there's not many holes in the plot in terms of it's a very standard, right. you know, uh, you know, uh, crime plot can't change much here you just improve the performances and you probably get a better movie sure um i'm just gonna keep mine short i just think there should be like a conflict between her trying to do her job and her you know kind of falling in love with the whole sorority lifestyle like we have like this rot quote like i keep bringing up the rival sorority but there's really no conflict between those two ever and they have like this mention of the lafitte cup which we barely understand what it is and why it's happening um i think there are like those threads that should be connected more um i think we spend way too much time with cotton who has no bearing on the plot whatsoever um for comic relief aspect and like the girl taylor also is there for no real reason um so i think you could take those out and kind of fill it with 
her, you know, at the end, she's just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go to college. But it wasn't really, there wasn't really a, a moment where she's just like, oh, I kind of like this aspect of my new life here. Um, and I kind of want to stick around. So, I mean, I feel like that would make it a movie that's longer than an hour and 30 minutes. Um, and I wouldn't want that. But yeah. um, something like that to make that connection, that end where it's just not her like, oh, I'm just going to stick around because this this boy that I kind of like. I, but he likes jazz regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also do love, and I forgot to mention this earlier, that they – uh, go out and make a Nixon reference for all those cool young hip <laughs> people that know about Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really the take movies. Nixon to task on this one. Yeah, a lot of the movies we watch have some weird presidential tie-ins, <laughs> like callbacks. Yeah. It's weird. Join us next week when we watch uh, was it Fahrenheit 9/11 or No Goose Change? That's the conspiracy one. Yeah. <laughs> 9-11 was an inside job guys uh and that's that, our no, podcast <laughs> and yeah. the, no uh you know, plug your shit plug, yeah i was quick. just saying it's been a week uh uh d aquino 122 at uh at for my twitter i'm sorry let me do that again because i stumbled like a jackass at d aquino 122 for the twitter at Stranger Damies for Twitter and Instagram. If you, we got we had some good questions for our latest uh, Talking with Strangers episode. They were one of them was completely asinine. The other one was kind of a real question. So, but we appreciate them all. Uh, so, if you want to talk, hit us up. We'll be more than happy to interact with you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously for me every week it's Stranger Damies. Um, we air every Wednesday. The last episode of our last session um, went up yesterday. Um, when this goes up um, so be sure if you haven't already listened to it to check it out um, we will have a talking to strangers episode next week and then we'll uh, get into the next session which is a pretty big one it's going to include episode 100 and depending on what you guys decide over those four to five hours that we um, do the next session you know it might be uh, you know some end of arc stuff going on so insane that for six months i know it's been so long <laughs> Well, it's not my fault. You guys took a six-month detour. Hey, uh, I, <laughs> nobody's fault. It was the decision we made. Yeah, but yeah, so look out for that. It's going to be fun and interesting no matter what happens um, coming up because, uh, you know, you guys are starting to get into that rhythm um, with what you want to do. So it should be fun. All right. Uh, yeah, we are They Called Us a Movie. You can find us on all podcast streaming apps. That's Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, um anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find us on there just search for they call this movie uh the main website is the main damey you can find us at the main and that's how you find us on all social media platforms uh facebook twitter instagram to search the main damey we should be there uh we are now proud member of geeks vibe geek vibes nation and you can find them at gvnation.com and on all social media platforms uh geek vibes nation just look for that um, they have a whole bunch of other shows that we aren't affiliated with and some that we are that uh, you could find on their podcast streaming uh, feed. Um, you can find us there as well. A um, bunch of great shows. If you have interest in anything but from comic books to geek stuff, um, sometimes we pop up there, Dan, more than uh, others. But um, uh, they're great people and they have some great shows. So you can check them out. Geek Vibes Nation. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Um, I am Anthony Delvecchio. My Twitter handle is Ant Delvec. 
Um, the director of So Undercover is Tom Vaughn. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio telling director Tom Vaughn to go fuck himself.